Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Mark, how's it going? Yeah, good, Matty. How's it going, mate, yourself? It's a bit wet down here, though. Mate, it's 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 crazy. We've just had for all the listeners out there, the live joining us, and and we know we've already got like Greg Wakefield in the chat. We've got Javier Mori, Double HH, Snowman, um, a couple of the regulars there. So AJ, welcome to see, welcome to all you people out there. Um, yeah, we've had an, just days of rain. Um, I don't know what it converts into the meterage mark, but I think it's like what is it like twenty five inches or something we've had over the last couple of days. It's, no it's idea. I just, I just know it hasn't stopped raining since Thursday um, here in New South Wales. So it's it's kind of crazy. It really is. And a lot of guys, you know, there are, there are flood, uh, flash floodings everywhere. So, you know, that, that's that's not real good for um, us here. But uh, it could it could stop tomorrow and then be, uh, you know, a, a spell. So definitely crazy. But we've had um, a crazy Steelers week as well. Um, it's been a very crazy Steelers week. We've We've... Lost a lot of players. I think that uh, with awesome Steelers, my mate Mike Hilton, um, yeah, he's going to the Bengals, so maybe I should be a Bengals supporter now. I don't know, but that's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I'm going to bring it straight up. We've got a super chat here from, from Double HH just to really crack into the show. So Double HH, oh. thank you very much for this, mate. This is huge. This is, the, this is 20 American dollars. So this is <laughs> these are real dollars chaps, he says. Um, I think don't Mark. I don't know how many Americans would be surprised to know that the Australian dollar was parity and above the US dollar, you know, in the last decade or so. But, but we'll all the same. We so appreciate this double HH. We appreciate everyone in the live chat 
It really helps make the show, as we, as I said last week, a couple of times. Mark and I could sit at home, have a chat on the phone, or you know, go to the pub, which we want to do anyway. Um, but we love talking Steelers with you all. It's about that Steelers family, um, and particularly in what are trying times around the world as well. It's good to be able to just hang out with a bunch of mates, you know, on all different sides of the world and all different time zones, you know, and and just talk Steelers. Um, so don't worry, Double HH, we'll keep feeding that beast. But in the spirit of talking Steelers and all things on all different parts of the world, we've got a special guest for today's show. He's actually been on the show before, um, and that is Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey Benedict, welcome to Steelers Touchdown Under, second appearance. Glad to be here, guys. Glad to, glad to be on with Mark, too. Yeah, yeah. 100%. This is the first time I've actually talked to, to Jeff, so... You know, here we are. It's my 9 a.m. and it's your 6 p.m. Um, and here we are, like, yeah, talking Steelers football. So it's bloody amazing. Now, stick to that Aussie flavor. Jeffrey, I have a quick, quick question to kick it off with and, and get you teased into the show. And don't worry, Steelers fans, we will get into the big news of the last couple of days. Your Twitter handle is Fantaskippy. Now, there's a big show that went popular globally. I think it was almost more popular than like what it was here, although probably more for Mark and my parents, but um, was Skippy the Kangaroo. Is there any ties to Fanta Skippy to Skippy the Kangaroo? Uh, it's a couple steps, a couple steps. <laughs> uh, I named my, when we got cats, I got to name a cat uh, and I named him Skippy. Uh, he turned out to be like the coolest cat in the world. And like I was, and so like I had to change my email, my email name at a point right after he had died. And I did fan of Skippy because all my things involving my name were taken. Uh, and I put that in there because he was dead. It was like a dead cat, like Phantom Skippy. So yeah, that's how, that's how that name came about. And it has stuck with me ever since. And uh, it, it does relate back to Skippy the kangaroo. <laughs> Right oh, there, a bit of a, a bit of a fail on my end, but that's all right. We'll we'll continue. It but it did. <laughs> it does connect. <laughs> all right. Well, that's okay. You're an honorary Australian. You're top of the board on the accent rankings right now. So so well, welcome it, to the show. It definitely it definitely has to be up there in the power rankings for Jeff because he did know the the TV show around the twist, which a lot of Australians don't even or the younger Australians now don't even know what that is. So. Jeff, Jeff might be moving up there to number one next to Bad. Who? Uh, sorry, not Bad. Bad's Bad's below the bottom. Uh, Big Brosco with number two with his accent with right. And Dave is Dave might be just falling down the list a little bit down to three or four near Jeff. Haven't heard Michael yet either. So and Tony needs to make an appearance too. But Jeff is up there with round the twist. He has to be one this week. There you go. There's there's the updated power rankings. There we go. There we go. Well, gentlemen, let's crack into it. So massive couple of days from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, lots of different changes. Obviously, the new league, new league year started midweek. Look, I guess there are a few few surprises. Let's kick it off with Aluwalu there, um, Mark. What were your feelings when you saw Aluwalu back to the Jacksonville Jaguars on a deal that, you know, could the Steelers have really put together? Yeah, a bit bit shocked, really, Like, because he's a big unit up front. Um, we're definitely going to miss miss his presence there. But you've got to feel like on, on his side, he's going back home. I think he's about 11-year veteran now, is he, um, in the league. He's going back to the Jaguars where he started. Um, yeah, what can, you, what can you really say? If we can't afford him, we can't, we can't pay him the money. Or if he's, 
you know, he's not going to be a stealer. That's just what it is. Um, I'm waiting for you to ask me about Mike Hilton because I because I like I think that's the big the big one for me. That oh, actually, all, all four blokes. If we're going to go through them all, I don't know. But Vince William, Bud, and Mike, those guys now they won't be in our defense for the next two three years. It's going to be a huge transition and change on that defense. Yeah, yeah, and then that's it. And I'll quickly bring up Big Bro Sco. You know, I'll earn <laughs> back that top spot. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But we'll lead into some Steelers earning their top spots for for this season. Um, but look, Je- Jeffrey, for you, you look at Alawalu draft a top ten there by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He goes. I hate to say it. Some might see it as going home. Whatever. I know that for, he had one of his most productive years last year. Where does that leave the Steelers? And obviously, we've seen Chris Wormley come back in, which I'm actually open to seeing what he could do with a bit of an expanded role. But yeah, what do Steelers fans need to be thinking about really quickly around that defensive tackle position, nose tackle position? It's just who's going to take that? Uh, I think it really shows by the Steelers that you've got you've got Isaiah Bugs and you've got Carlos Davis and you've got Chris Wormley. Chris Wormley wasn't really an interior guy. He's more of a defensive end. Like when you go to three, four, uh, he's more of a defensive end. And I I liked what he brought when he was there as a defensive tackle. I wasn't very impressed. Uh, So for me, this seems to be a vote of confidence for, you know, I think that they think Isaiah Bugs, uh, even Henry Mondo and uh, Carlos Davis showed enough that they can, they can fight out that spot and win that role. Because really, he didn't get paid that much. Like Alu Alu wasn't—he didn't go and get a big paycheck. It's—it's it's kind of shocking to me that Steelers, Steelers aren't in that game. Like, come on, he well, was pretty and, good. Well, and that's it. When I went through it um, as part of the War Room podcast, and I looked at the—I looked at the, the the contract numbers for 2022, which you know, there's roster bonuses, there's workout bonuses in there. Like, they've built this contract expecting that. To me, it almost looks like a one-year deal for Alu-Alu, and they've spread the guaranteed salary across the two, which the Jags are in a much better cap situation. But, yeah, I wonder whether we'll actually see Alu-Alu in the NFL next year because his contract would suggest potentially not. Yeah. You know, the other part of it as well, I think when we look at this particular move, and, and Mark brought up, you know, obviously Hilton. We've got the news around Nelson potentially going as well. Vince Williams leaving too. You know, it's... This defense is changing and changing quite quickly mm-hmm. in terms of what they're doing. And I know it was talked about on a couple of different shows this week. Mark, apart, you've obviously got your fan favorites there in Vinny Vitovici and Mike Hilton going. Um, you know, Vince, Vince could be back. Who knows? You know, that they might pick him up on the cheap. I don't know whether, you know, I think other teams could come in for him. Um I just have one question for you there, Mike Hilton. How are you going to feel when he lines up against the Steelers in that in that Bengal striped jersey, that really ugly jersey, if it's the one that's been leaked so far that really looks like the Chicago Bears? Like I've been saying, there's only 31 teams have a chance to win Super Bowl every year, and the Bengals aren't in it. Um, but the Mike Hilton, I think it's just part of the game, part of the business, which is really hard. The reason why I like Hilton the most, and, and how why I think he's a great Steeler for his, his um, three or four years there. He started from nowhere. He started. He started as a practice guy, and he was playing really well um, in the preseason games. And there was a like one Houston game where he got like three sacks. And I'm like, this little guy, Mighty Mouse, coming around the corner. It's always good to see those blokes playing playing football. And now he's going to be wearing a, a Bengal stripe uniform. And I look, I don't, I don't live in the states. I'm so well, you and I, Matty, are so far away. 
but I hate the Bengals. I can't stand them. And it all it all come from the idea of um who's that bloke? Uh Vontez not perfect. You know that guy? Like he's like he was like bloody he, he just he made me cringe up and like why why are you allowed to put shoulder pads on when you're a dirty player? And there's another guy in the backfield, is it Adam Jones? Um, Jones. He, oh, he was he was terrible too. So and I understand you now the Bengals are a, a different franchise and they, they're trying to get Mr. Burrows going and Hilton might be there, but I'll root for the guy because, you know, I want Hilton to succeed and, you know, make money and have a great fa- uh, life, family and all that. But he chose the Bengals, <laughs> like, out of all of them. Like, <laughs> I think it's more man. they chose him, though, with that contract. Uh, um, oh, I, mean, yeah, I still stick like, to my piece. I reckon in a season or two, he'll be, he'll be available again. Um, yeah, but- he might come back. But that raises the question as well. He might be available, but will the Steelers have moved on? I know, Jeffrey, it, it seems as though the Steelers are changing the defense. They're changing the defense here. Um, and what should we? What could we expect out of that in 2021? Well, it's going to be a big change. Hilton and Vince Williams, uh, if you go back to last season, first five games before Devin Bush went down, they were first and third in tackles and tackles for a loss, and sacks. Like, they were the guys making plays. It was Mike Hilton and Vince Williams. And when you look at the roster, I mean, where do they rank on that roster in overall talent in 2020? Like, you're not putting them ahead of Minka or TJ or Devin Bush or Bud Dupree or Cameron Hayward or Stephon Tuitt. Like, they're, or even Steven Nelson. Like, they're down the list pretty far there. And yet, they're the ones collecting the stats. Uh, if you if you If When you look at the defense on film... Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, they're covering space. They're covering for a lot of things and freeing up Vince Williams and Mink and uh, Mike Hilton to blitz and, and to make those plays. And we're moving on from both of them. That tells me that I think we're going to see a defense built more to cater to uh, a Devin Bush and to Minka Fitzpatrick getting making those plays and puts people in a position to, you know, fill out the jobs more. I don't want to say, like, do your job because, like, they did their job. Uh, and they did they did it well, but I think you'll see the Steelers go for more versatile options. Go for like especially with Cameron Sutton, he gives you better deep coverage, and Minka Fitzpatrick is great attacking forward. So that really plays into that. Like he doesn't have to kind of watch Mike Hilton's back as much if if it, that person is then Cameron Sutton. But you know we, you, we've talked a little bit there about the the cornerbacks. Obviously, the news has come out in terms of Nelson being able to seek a trade. Um, you know. This could be as big as that's going to be a locker room problem. To he just feels he needs to be paid more. The Steelers could really use the cap number, and, and he seems the one that they want to go with. And especially given all the talk we've had this offseason around Hayden being that really crucial centerpiece there of that cornerback room. They've obviously invested there in Cameron Sutton as well. They've got a guy like James Pierre, which which they're working through. Um, so in terms of that with that with that cornerback room with that with would Nelson potentially leaving again? How do you feel that will shake things up? Um, for me, Cameron Sutton, after last season, I was like, okay, Cameron Sutton is like a lesser version of Steven Nelson, but they're the same kind of corner. When he fills in for Steven Nelson, he does fine. Like he, he gives up more underneath. Steven Nelson has a little better burst on underneath routes. Uh, when Sutton fills in for Joe Hayden, it's awful. The defense like falls apart, but Sutton can play the way Steven Nelson plays. So that actually makes a little more sense to me. I'm I'm more comfortable with Sutton moving outside and taking over Steven Nelson's job than playing where Mike Hilton did. 
Uh, so really, if that if that holds up, if Steven Nelson leaves, and there's even rumors that the Steelers would cut him if he doesn't find yeah. a trade partner. So that to me says the Steelers are looking to move Sutton up. Like they're 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 looking to do that, and Nelson is is out either way. So I'm I'm interested to see how it works. Uh, I, I I'm more comfortable in a transition where Cameron Sutton moves outside because that's more it fits him better with what we were doing last season. Uh, if he replaces Mike Hilton and he's mostly the nickelback, then it's a very different defense you're talking about. And, and this is the question as well, that it's sort of, you wonder about what's going on that we don't necessarily know in terms of timings. Do they go to a restructure for, for Nelson and he wanted more, you know, did they, did they not t- touch that until, cause they had, they've got, they've got cap, you know, confines if you, if for want of a better phrase, you're sitting there, you, you don't know whether you're bringing Sutton back, then Sutton agrees. Then you can go to Nelson and give him his offer. He doesn't like that. So you're like, well, right, we are investing in Sutton, as you said there, Jeffrey, and then, and then you let him go. But if I'm another team and I'm sitting there in this cap scenario that you've got across the league, and every team has a cap challenge, it doesn't matter how much gap you've got. Every If you didn't win the Super Bowl, and even if even if you did, you're trying to retain players, you've got to, you know, the, the cap is a challenge this year. Stephen Nelson's left it. It's it's been left a little bit late on Stephen Nelson. So I'll be pretty interested to see if that trade market opens up for him or not. Because really, you could just wait for the Steelers to cut him, as you said there, Jeffrey, and then fine. Whereas if we can trade him, do we pick up a couple of picks? Um, again, they're more valuable than ever as well in the cap situation. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the course of the next 24, 48, 72 hours in terms of in terms of Stephen Nelson there. Just flicking back over to you, Mark. The other big contract that we had this week was Zach Banner. Zach Banner signed that that two-year deal. I don't know. For me, when I saw it, it wasn't so much of the prove-it deal that we necessarily thought. They've locked him up there. Um, perhaps there was a bigger market even there for Banner than what we've realized. But what are you hoping for from Banner out of Banner in 2021, Mark? Because, you know, we saw him have all that supposed promise coming into 2020, and then he didn't even get through the, the first game against the Giants. I just want to see... Uh, Zach and fellas like him to knock people over. I think we need with this offensive line. Like, I'm not a technical guy. I see what I see and what I know is what I know. And I want to see Zach Banner knock someone over, move that pile forward, um, him, Dotson, and whoever's going to be around us at centre and, and Finney, if he's in there, I don't really care. They need to push that ball, that 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 pile forward uh, in the trenches and he's going to start. He's, he's a big unit. He's going to start playing football the way that his size is. And yes, he got hurt last year. Um, I say it's good. I say we can we can if we can start to be upfront and physical like we used to be um, a couple of years back, then this team is going to improve and the running game will start to improve. And you'll see those um, plays like Le'Veon Bell. We we need to get like a twenty yard run. Like with I swear, like last year, and Jeff might know this. I don't know, but I swear we only had like one forty yard run. Like I don't I don't know what we what we really had with the running game. It didn't seem like there were there were big plays in the running game. Do you remember anything about about that, Jeff? How I know the longest uh, the longest run from scrimmage, I believe, was Week Two. James Conner at the very end of the game ripped off a fifty nine yard run, and I know I believe the only other one close to that was uh, Ray Ray McLeod's uh, yeah. reverse or or right or uh, whatever it's called jet sweep, uh, and that was it. There really weren't they weren't breaking runs. Yeah, we so like we need you know as a fan standpoint, we just need something in the running game to where we were thirty second last year. Um, you know, it's it's it comes down to the running back, but it also comes down to the the big fellas up front, and they've got to really push that 
that pile or the person in front of them, create the holes, get to the second level, uh, run past them, jump over the safety, do a spin, and then you're in the end zone. That's what we want to see because we've had seen that for so many years, going from Franco Harris to Vettis to, to Willie Parker to uh, Mendenhall a little bit and, 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 and Bell. And now it's like, well, you're 32nd, and that's not – you can't win. You can't win. If you want to play the, the defense that we want to play, and it is changing a little bit like Jeff says, if you want to play the defense that we want to play, you have to run the ball um, consistently and aggressively to a point where, you know, maybe it's third and seven and then you run and get a first down and the next minute it's a whole new set of downs. Um, Big Ben come, come into his own now. We've got Juju maybe in the slot now again too. We've got Ray Ray there. You've really got to do something. Um, I feel like I'm preaching, but you've got to do something where this O-line is like pushing forward. Get Mike Tomlin on the phone. Like I think he knows. Like he just, yeah, sign, signing banner is good for this for this offensive line for sure. And look, we've got Russia in the house, and I'm bringing that up because I don't think we've had Russia in the house on Steelers Touchdown Under. Mark's talked to me about how he found on a Reddit thread that the Germans listen to us, so yeah. that's awesome. Welcome, can, can welcome there. Jeff I do not that know name? what that says. In an Australian <laughs> I accent? The name. <laughs> I can't pronounce the name. Um, but look, thank you very yeah. much for joining. Look, a couple of other people that are being mentioned in the live chat, you know, obviously they've just signed overnight. Miles Killebrew there. Um, and you know that what that changes that may mean in terms of Dangerfield not coming back. We've apparently signed the um, Joe Haig from the Buccaneers. Um, you know, and, and we'll wait to get into that. I guess Mark, you've sort of alluded to it there a little bit. Juju Smith Schuster. Now that's someone that we've we've had some very interesting discussion in live chats of is he mature enough? Is he not? One the Steelers can't afford him. I think everyone had settled up. I said to you, Mark. Um, Oh, I reckon it was five or six weeks ago now. I didn't think I said you could, if you can get six to 10 million now and you got a multi-year, could you make it work? That was at the point where Steelers, you know, weren't necessarily doing, I think they hadn't yet to ever do avoidable contract the way that this has been done or the way they did, you know, for Ben as well. We've seen that come through this week. The market seemed to open up really late for Juju, but at the end of the day, he rejected offers, more financially beneficial offers from Kansas City Chiefs Philadelphia Eagles, who apparently wanted him on a multi-year deal, and the Baltimore Ravens. Now that is that is awesome. You know, like what we like what we do, like what we don't about Juju. I thought that was awesome for me. I'm coming out and saying it right now, and I know I was one of the biggest people that was anti-logo dancing. For me, you can dance on every logo of every team that you rejected a deal from. Good luck, and especially if you score a touchdown against Baltimore, carry it back, son, carry it back. But Mark, from a fan perspective, and then I'll jump in. I'll go your perspective on it too, Jeffrey. From a fan perspective, what does it mean to have Juju back? Look, I think it's a good thing. Like now, now last week and two weeks ago, I, or I said uh, I was prepared for Juju to leave, to leave and go to the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, or Chargers, or whatever. On his Twitch stream, he was doing all those kinds. Of, he was talking about that kind of stuff, which is you know, it's all part of the game, and I understand that. However. I, what, I, what I really don't really buy into is if Juju's signing the one-year deal and he comes onto his Instagram and comes into, um, I'm going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for life, but what if he just plays the, the market game and, the, and the, the football game for one year, the next, the next year he signs a big five-year contract with somebody else? Um, I, I, I don't think we should, we should all go out and buy Juju jerseys just yet. I know you have yours, Matt, but look, he's a great player, awesome player. But at the same time, I don't like the, the roundabout style of conversation where he's bringing up these teams where, oh, should I go here? Or who's better? What's going on? When he's not, you know, he's buying in, in for one year, which I get that. It's great. 
But this this time next year, we might be talking the exact same thing, saying goodbye, Juju. He's going to the Chiefs or he's going um, to the Pats. So, you know, it's awesome. It's great. But I just think I want to see more stuff on the field. And he has done he does done great things for the Steelers. I'm very sad and you know, a bit negative on the on this uh, this idea. I just get over a little bit about you know why why do we say he's 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 going to be a stealer for life when he's only signed that one year deal and he's 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 acting like that. But in this year, look in this year, and we we talked to Jeff about it too. Um, we're in that transition year of like, what are we doing right now? Like, is this this all for Big Ben and and, and the, the the key players around him? Um, yeah, that's my two my two cents on that. Jeffrey, were you surprised the Steelers were able to bring him back after all that, after that market didn't open up? Like when you saw that news, did that, yeah, was that a surprise? That was a big surprise to me. Um, it, it To me, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, I understand. I love Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, but like you've got James Washington there. You're committing a bunch of dead cap next year. I understand he's only like two, two and a half million, something like that against the cap this year. But it doesn't it doesn't really make sense why you why you want to be in on him. Uh and and for Juju, like I don't understand that. Like he turned down the Chiefs, where yeah, he'd be like a number three receiver, but you're still putting up yards. Your numbers are gonna be a lot better than what they were in Pittsburgh. And people will still and, and then people will look and say, Whoa, okay, you know, he still got it. He's a number two, like that kind of guy. Uh and Baltimore, like that's exactly what Lamar Jackson needs is a guy who's reliable, can catch a ball thrown his way. Has a, Juju has a huge catch radius. Lamar Jackson's an accurate quarterback, but not like super accurate. You know, like he could use that guy. And Juju catches downfield. He, he catches almost 80% of the balls thrown his way. Like that's what Lamar Jackson needs. He would have gone off in Baltimore. They would have used him constantly because he can block. And with that run game, like – the Steelers, they had defenses sitting on those slant routes to Juju. They would put a linebacker just back there to guard those slant routes. You can't do that against Baltimore. Like, play-action passes from Baltimore, nobody is dropping back. Everybody is playing that run game. To me, if Juju wanted one season to put up numbers to get a big deal, Pittsburgh was not the best of those three options. To my opinion, they're the worst of those three options. So I don't well, I don't get it from that standpoint. Like, why are you why are you coming back? Do you really actually just like Pittsburgh that much? Well, well, that's the question because I mean I sit there with the Ravens even, and <laughs> I would hate to see him scoring touchdowns for the Ravens, and and you sort of wonder like football's a business, and, and obviously this, this is probably not true, but you got to sit there and you're like, if if the Ravens don't have Juju. Does that give us a chance of winning? And we got to play him twice, you know. Like, just, I mean, football's a numbers game, right? And if you can, if you can increase the likelihood that you're not going to lose those two games that are key to getting you into the playoffs, that's a smart investment just to keep him keep him away. In my view, at, at that 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 sort of number, um, especially when you say two and a half million this year, I think, I think most 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 fans would be happy for the Steelers to pay two million dollars a year to you know give us an increased chance of beating the Ravens, but. I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and obviously they're putting, they've got to put some sort of O line together. Even there, as you say, in terms of putting up big numbers, wouldn't you want to be, you know, having Patrick Mahomes throw to you? And, you know, you've got distractions there. Like, you know, and I don't think Samuel Hawkins necessarily, I don't think he's coming back or not. But, you know, you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Miko Hardman, you've got, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, like 
there's there's lots of ways he could get open when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the ball you never you can always expect the ball if you're a receiver down there. So and then I look at the Eagles as well in terms of where they, where their sort of wide receiver rooms at. You know, obviously there's some questions there at quarterback. I've heard rumors they are going to still go after a quarterback in this year's draft. Might make sense, but you know you've got running quarterbacks, and again that feeds into what you were saying there from Lamar Jackson. So there are some of those questionable pieces there. Um, look, I like the passion. I don't think the market opened up for him perhaps as what he thought it might, um, and and this is why. You know, I, I just was surprised that it was a one-year deal for me. I, I, I thought this was very interesting in how much is it tied to Big Ben and and Canada's offense. But look, for all listeners out there, we'll be cracking right into Matt Canada's offense in part two and, and, and all the different pieces that that affects in terms of Big Ben and beyond. Um, but before we wrap up part one, I wanted to go into, you know, we usually we do our little sling and the slang segment, you know, our, our Aussie slang um, where we like to teach everyone some of our terminology or fun facts about Australia or what have you. Now, Jeffrey, last time he was on the show about a fortnight ago, he uh, did pretty well and then disclosed to us that he grew up on some Australian TV and a bit of Aussie culture as well. <laughs> so I wanted to sort of delve into a little bit of that because, you know, we've got, you know, we can go into slang words each week whenever when we've got a guest. I like to sort of get those sort of their their feel for Aussies, and you know, we often give our takes on what it's like being an Aussie in America at times and what have you. Jeffrey, what are, what's one of the, those best experiences or funniest things that you that you've seen in terms of your history and experience with Aussies? Anything Australian, Australian culture, pop culture, TV? Oh man, oh you're putting me on the spot here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I love most of all, I love uh, reaction videos to like when when people see American stereotypes of Australia for the first time. Uh, I saw one video that was hilarious. It was a guy walking around the street uh, asking people in Australia if they knew what Iocane powder was. And uh, the reactions from that was pretty cool. <laughs> Iocane powder? Iocane powder. It comes from Australia. It's uh that's that's actually a movie reference from The Princess Bride. If you if you've never heard of The Princess Bride, uh, there's a famous line in there about and, and he goes on to say that everyone, you know, obviously if you're using Iocane powder, uh, you know, we can't trust you because it comes from Australia and Australia is entirely peopled by criminals. So it's a great it's a it's a movie you absolutely have to watch. Uh wow, I, I expected you guys to know that one. That's that's fantastic. No idea. Yeah, that's a little bit of American homework for you there, then. Yeah. Go watch, go watch The Princess Bride. Um, <laughs> but that was a funny one for me. Uh, I, of course, always love, always loved the, I was a Monty Python fan, too. So uh, oh, yeah. all their, all the Bruce sketches. And anytime, anytime someone would post on, like, you'd see a, a video of someone who, who looked or acted like that, that, that classic stereotype of Australia, that's always, always cracks me up. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, Jeff, what is your like? What is your stereotype of Australia? What do you think? Have you been to Australia before? What do you think it looks like? Sounds like? Uh, I have what's your never. I've never been to, been to Australia. I do know that. Uh, my goodness, I know there are like all the by all the different like environments in the world contained within Australia. Um, mostly beaches. You got like some great beaches there uh obviously <laughs> that's mostly what i know and that there's there's places in australia that just no one wants to go to like the the back out in the outback like like you could go far enough out that it's like no you really shouldn't be out here 
Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. And I'm just going to bring up Double HH quickly. Don't insult Carly Minogue. I wonder if Double HH has heard of her sister Danny as well. She's got a sister who was who was uh, out there and, and singing. Um, but uh, but I, do you know? Fun fact is that well, it's not really that fun at all. I shouldn't. It's probably the wrong terminology. But the US actually tested nuclear bomb prototypes in the middle of Australia in the in the 60s. So, and there's been a big, a big lawsuit about that, but, um, and there's a, I was believe that after, it was after they banned it in the United States. I think so. Yeah. They went to, uh, that's, <laughs> that's great. And it's um, not really great, also, but it's a, it's a good story. <laughs> it's not a good story. Uh, that's the wrong but, word there's, but Australia's got one of the richest uranium depositories in the world. So I don't yes. think that made the whole thing, the whole thing easier. Um, it's a big debate locally around whether we go nuclear or not, given that, the, the ability to access it so cheap is is is, is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, and then we've obviously got, you know, different defence facilities out there and whatever. But, yeah, as you say, the outback is one that just raises all these questions. And I think people sort of expect to land in Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane or Perth and go, like, two streets <laughs> and then they're in the desert and it's just, like, it's not quite like that. And I think that's what surprises a lot of people when they, they come to Australia. It's like... Oh, there's like a lot more people here. There's a lot more of a city here, and and I always think it's quite interesting because, you know, people people when you say oh you came to Australia and they'll give you the things they went to the Harbour Bridge and Sydney Harbour Bridge and they went to the Sydney Opera House and they did all these very touristy different types of things, and then you say like oh did you get to do X Y Z and they'll be like no 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 and you know I've got some American friends that come out pretty regularly and. And for them, it's interesting when you look at their experience of what they see Australia as being so different from all those landmarks and what have you. And and, and Sydney is, and Mark, you can attest to this as well, it is very much that Opera House and Harbour Bridge, but there's so much more beyond that. You know, it, it's like any other city. There's quarters with different cultures and backgrounds and nationalities and the Aussie spin on that. It, it's it's pr- pretty diverse. Can I, can I just say, like, Sydney's okay. It's, it's just a city city. It's not not the best city in the world. It's, it's all right. Uh, Darling Harbour is okay, but it's just a bunch of boats. Like, let's be honest. Um, but if, if I'm going to be a tourist, and if I would say to any to all the Americans out there and uh, people from Russia or wherever, if you're coming to Australia, I would suggest start either starting from like going down south to Melbourne and working your way all the way up top for along the coast on the east coast, uh, going through through Sydney, the the, the, the south the south coast, uh, past me, sort of coast, come have a beer with me. Um, Newcastle, going to, to to Byron Bay, Port Macquarie, all the way up to the to the very top, up to Cairns. That's what I would suggest is doing the the east coast. Um, you don't have to hit the the major landmarks like Sydney. Like Sydney's, I've been there a few times. Like you know, Matt lives lives around there. Um, it's all right, but you go out in the out in the country towns, it's so much cooler than 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 seeing a bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's Especially it. Especially if There's you're from Pittsburgh. Experience. Especially if you're from Pittsburgh, we have enough bridges. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's- that's the funny thing, you know, you get to a, in my, when I went to the States last, when I got to go to that Bills game at Heinz Field, two of the funniest parts of that trip were I got into Pittsburgh and people were like, oh, how cool are our bridges? I'm like, yeah, we got a pretty cool bridge too. <laughs> it's, it's not painted yellow. And then the second one was you rocked up to San Diego Zoo at the Safari Park. And mind you, this is actually pretty rare because it's the only platypus um, that is being housed in a zoo and legally internationally in the world outside of Australia because very strict rules about platypuses. We got there and they were like, oh, a special exhibit um, for the next three or four years is Australian animals. And I'm like, great. And they're like, have you seen our platypus? And no one necessarily until you open your mouth knew you were from Australia, but everyone kept going, all the different keepers, oh, you got to go see our platypus exhibit. you got to go see our platypus exhibit. 
And we're like, that's great. We've seen platypuses a billion times. <laughs> and we're fascinated. We're all fascinated by them over here because they just look. You're like, what is that animal? Do you know the fun thing about a platypus, though? They have a sting. They can inject a venom, which is literally numbing. Like they And there's researchers are yet to figure out how to sort of either use that for beneficial properties or to counter that. Like you just have to put up with the pain. It is an intense numbing, throbbing pain that just goes on for hours. And most people think this is this cute fluffy thing with this weird duck bill and, and whatever that lays eggs. And it's only mammal to do and that. It's They taste good. You've eaten platypus. Nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we eat a lot of different things, but I haven't had, I haven't had platypus. I bring no, up from Australia, it has to have something horrible about it, right? It has to have like horrible venom stings or be able to kill you <laughs> <Yeah>. somehow. <laughs> yeah, like those koala drop bears that aren't really a bear. Oh, look out for those. <laughs> uh, bring out our shield. Shield's a big fan of the show. Um, he says, hey, mates, that's another $5 in the tip jar. Glad to see Jeffrey on. I'm always doing something when this goes live, but coming in to say hey and keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Shield. You you enjoy interacting with, with me on Twitter, so I appreciate you joining there. But look, that wraps up part one of this week's Steelers. Touch down under. Join us for part two. We're going to delve into what to expect or really what to be what to consider when it comes to the unexpected for the Steelers in 2021, what, how this team is shaping up in terms of 2021 and the Matt Canada offense. We'll talk draft for part two. Everyone here in the live chat, flick us your questions. We want to get you guys involved just as much as everyone else. It's a, it's awesome to have Jeffrey on the show. Let's tap into him too. So join us for part two and we'll get into all draft and free agency. And when- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.